Welcome to Soundings Podcast. I'm Dudley Evanson, and for more than four decades, my husband Dean Evanson and I have created music and media that supports people and the planet. In our Soundings Podcast, we'll be sharing interviews with wisdom keepers we have met in the course of our life journey. To learn more about our activities and releases, please visit our website and blog at soundings.com. In this podcast, we hear the interview with Dr. Jeffrey Thompson from our Sonic Healing Meet the Masters video course. This is from Session 8 of the 10-part series on meditation, music, and healing. Dr. Jeffrey Thompson has done scientific research with sound since 1980. In his experiments, he discovered exact sound frequencies to make chiropractic, spinal, and cranial adjustments to stimulate and normalize organ function and balance acupuncture meridians. In addition to his chiropractic expertise, Dr. Thompson is recognized as a worldwide expert in the field of acoustic pacing frequencies incorporated into musical soundtracks. A consummate musician and composer, he has established a method for using modulated sound pulses for changing states of consciousness for optimum healing. His Center for Neuroacoustic Research explores the matrix and boundaries of the physical, mental, and spiritual bodies. Enjoy. Hi, my name is Dr. Jeffrey Thompson. I've been in practice since 1980. I was licensed as a chiropractor, started out as an artist and musician. I've been playing instruments since I was a kid. Uh, I've played all kinds of different stringed instruments. Um, Primarily, um, I play keyboard, guitar. Uh, In 1980, when I first started in practice, I began um, exploring the possibility of using sound and healing. And because I was licensed as a chiropractor, I really started with the idea of trying to make a chiropractic adjustment using precisely tuned sound frequencies. On the idea that each vertebra is a different shape, density, and mass, and you should be able to resonate a specific vertebra with a highly specific frequency kind of like the wine glass. You sing the right note, the wine glass vibrates. And when I put that to the test, it worked out much easier than I thought it was going to. And that was pretty much the beginning. I moved on to doing advanced forms of cranial work using specific sound frequencies tuned to specific cranial bones, um, and then organs, and eventually the brain. And in 1988, my work had brought me to the point where I sold my practice, sold my house, and uh, moved to California to pursue this kind of full, full-time. And I established a research center and, and a clinic. And since that date in 1988, all of my work has been sound work. I still have an active practice, and that formed the basis for uh, my research, um, working with patients, hooking patients up to different types of monitors, uh, brain monitors, heart rate monitors, uh, multi-channel biofeedback monitors uh, to see what kind of responses happen in the body when you expose people to very specific frequencies. Uh, parallel to that, I was still an active uh, composer and artist. Um, and I began producing uh, albums of my, of my music, but it had been transformed at that point. Um, And now I was beginning to explore the possibility of using certain types of sounds built into a musical track for a new form of bringing science and 
art together uh, more precisely. In that case, it was more in the realm of something called brainwave entrainment, using certain types of sound pulses that are pulsing at a brainwave speed that cause the brainwaves to time themselves to the speed of this pulse, and therefore changing your state of consciousness. <clears throat> and I think the earliest use of that was probably shamanic drumming practices, where uh, you are pounding. If you, if you can listen to a recording of a shamanic drumming practice going, you'll hear the speed of that pulse of the drum beat is around four and a half cycles per second, which is a deep theta brainwave state, pretty much where your brain goes when you're dreaming. And that means that you can take this drum beat pattern in a deep theta brainwave state that's associated with dreaming and transform your, your brainwave state from an awake state up here in beta and gradually pull it down into a deep level dream state without going to sleep first. Pretty much a classic definition of a shamanic trance state. With the possibility of using sound pulses as a brainwave entrainment tool to take your brainwaves from wherever they are and have them attempt to match up to the speed of this sound pulse. You now have a tool to orchestrate states of consciousness to wherever you want them to go. So if we take this kind of knowledge and we combine it with uh, different kind of research projects that we see before us uh, that equate specific brainwave activity on EEG with specific states of consciousness, and then we can identify states of consciousness that we know are desirable states we'd like to go to, states of deeper meditation, um, the flow state, expanded learning and memory states, um, relaxation states, healing states, creativity states. And we can identify those on EEG. And then we can use sound frequencies to entrain brainwaves to those precise states. We have a great tool for orchestrating things that we weren't able to do beforehand. Now, I, I think that um, this is pretty much the way that People have been using sound for thousands of years in different cultures to orchestrate states of consciousness. And orchestrating states of consciousness to the deepest states that we can achieve, particularly with higher states of meditation, is um, pretty much what I see in my practice. When people go to transformational inner experiences where they have a personal revelation, that's usually when the foundational levels of healing take place. The fact that a person comes in with a certain handle, uh, I have back pain, I have headaches, uh, um, that's not the real problem. That's the uh, smoke alarm going off in the house that shows you've got a fire. But removing the batteries from the smoke alarm is not the answer. It might be the answer while you search for the, for the fire because it's annoying but it's not the final answer. So this work has kind of taken me on an interesting journey of discovery in a number of different levels and layers of how sound affects uh, the mind and how it affects the body. And bridging that gap between uh, a practice as a holistic practitioner and different medical realms that I've become part of because the focus of my work has been using uh, modern computer-based uh, scientific medical monitoring systems to monitor the brain's response and the nervous system's response um, to specific sound uh, 
sound waves, specific types of music, uh, specific types of sounds, and combining those uh, and aligning them together in soundtracks or individually for patients has pretty much been where my work has, has taken me. And it's aligned me with cre uh, seeing over, over time, over the years, um, which, with, large, um, with large patient populations, I can see certain trends kind of on a bell curve where 80% of the people will respond and 20% will kind of drop off the edge in a generic kind of soundtrack that can show um, which types of sounds, which types of chord combinations, which type of music, what kind of brain entrainment frequencies, what kind of underlying sounds, um, 3D processing, nature sounds, things like that, can combine together most effectively for a broader response to create generic CDs that are sold in the general market. Um, so those combined together with um, uh, other aspects for instance, a certain part of my work led to um, the development of a uh, sound table, uh, a, a table that a person lays on, kind of like a massage table, that has special low-frequency transducers that are kind of like uh, speakers that produce low-frequency tones uh, to drive the sound right into your body as a vibrational experience in your cells. And seeing that certain octave ranges target different specific body tissues. Uh, for instance, if, if I play a um, 500 hertz sound tone or range of sound tones, uh, that's the top end of what your body experiences as vibration sense. And vibration sense is separate from hearing. Uh, vibration sense is uh, mediated through a, four different skin sensors that communicate to the spinal cord and are processed in the brainstem. And hearing is 20,000, 20 to 20,000 hertz. And vibration sense of these sensors in the skin and the, and the brainstem are 0 0.2 hertz to 500 hertz. So if I have special transducers built into a sound table that's putting 20 to 500 hertz into your body as an experience, um, I can tune different octaves that will target skin as a sensation or muscles as a sensation with a different octave, or joint tissue and joint capsules, uh, tendons, ligaments, uh, with another octave. There's an octave below that that's a uh, bone conduction octave. Octaves below that are fluid conduction octaves, like cells. So we can kind of move a, a vibrational massage into the tissues, deep into the tissues and back out again, um, as well as moving it around the body using 3D processing. So there's a number of different layers of types of sounds that um, I incorporate into the soundtracks that I produce, um, which kind of makes them uh, unique. I, at a certain point, I, um, because I upgraded my equipment, I came up with new kinds of discoveries that I couldn't have had before a new piece of equipment came along. One of those was seeing that uh, recordings of human voices uh, people speaking and speeding those recordings up by a certain amount, by a certain number of octaves. Uh, well, first of all, you have kind of the Alvin the Chipmunk. <laughs> you know, it speeds up faster than you have. And then faster than that, at a few octaves higher, uh, human speech patterns start to sound a lot like birds chirping. 
and a certain number of octaves higher than that uh, is speeded up enough that it begins to sound like crickets, and remarkably like crickets. Higher than that, um, it be, uh, human voice recordings start to sound like um, dolphin chirps. So that started me thinking, what happens if I take cricket sounds and slow them down? Let's take some cricket recordings. So cricket recordings slowed down, sound like birds chirping. And birds slowed down, sound like dolphins. And dolphins slowed down, sound like people singing. So it was kind of like, oh, I see. So we can't communicate with the dolphins because we're talking at the wrong speed, <laughs> which was the, which was the um, impetus for the invention of a dolphin translator device. Take recordings of dolphin, uh, of dolphin voices recording from the ocean and slow them down by the required number of octaves until it sounds like people singing. Sing that song and learn it. Record your voice singing that song speed it up by the required number of octaves until it sounds like dolphin chirps, and plug it down into the water and see what happens. <clears throat> dolphins kind of go crazy. My personal kind of joke with that is the dolphins say, hey, the humans are trying to communicate with us. Maybe they're intelligent after all. <laughs> uh, but, there's, um, but the use of dolphin recordings, ocean sounds, whales, for instance, with certain types of keyboard instrumentation, you can take 3D recordings of dolphin sounds or whale sounds and plug them directly into an electronic keyboard and spread those sounds all over the keys. So now you have a dolphin symphony. And you can play the dolphins as madrigals and harmonic relationships. Same thing with dolphin voices or whale voices or crickets, or birds. So I've done a number of those different kind of soundtracks. It sounds like a, you know, a summer evening uh, surrounded by crickets, and then pretty soon you realize the crickets are actually singing notes in relation to each other. And By the way, crickets tend to chirp at about seven cycles per second, which is a borderline state between theta and alpha. So nature kind of did it first and did it better, you know. Um, so incorporating all these kind of different elements together is is mostly what my work is all about and, and how that work ends up being in generic CDs that are sold in the general market and how I use that with individual patients. With individual patients, all very, very precisely tuned to your nervous system and your brain with custom CDs that are made for you. But the implications of the ability to hook a person up to a monitor that can look at your heart waves, do a spectral analysis of it, and then um, view on a computer screen how your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system are working, how, your, how the control system in, in your autonomic nervous system that controls all systems, how that system is functioning, and then rebalance and normalize it using precisely tuned sound frequencies is, to me, the most exciting thing you can, you can see. Somebody comes in, they're all stressed out, they can't sleep, they have all kinds of different problems. You can hook them up to a monitor and see how their brain is working, how the nervous system is working, and you can balance it using sound frequencies um, in, a, in a clinical scientific setting. Burn it on a CD and they take it home and start using it, and that becomes what's called a learned neurological response. Every time you listen to the CD, your brain and your nervous system goes to this balanced place. And every time it goes there, 
it's learning to go there stronger. It's like going to a gym on the inside. So this gym on the inside idea to balance the core system that tells systems what to do is uh, pretty much what my daily practice is all about. Thank you for listening to our Soundings podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this program. To learn more about our music, guided meditations, and videos, please visit our website and blog at soundings.com. Peace through music blessings.